Welcome to the UK and Man podcast, episode 78. I'm Josh. I'm Tim. And I'm Dave. And on this week's episode, Ask Us Anything. Alright guys, welcome back to the UK Man Podcast, where we believe what one man can do, you can do as well, with a little help from your friends and the proper know-how. Maybe we'll give a little bit of proper know-how this week, talking about uh, Ask Us Anything, because we got lots of questions. And you know what I actually liked about it is the fact that a lot of them didn't have to do with DIY stuff. It was just kind of Those are more random fun. questions. So we're going to have some fun with this. We even got, I think I got like six actual voice recorded questions and then we have several others that just you know left us a comment on the facebook group sent us a text on or the an text email. line yeah so we've got uh some actual questions that we are going to play for you guys but first guys what has been going on i don't think i talked about it but i got another tire for my lawnmower mm. right so i think i talked about last time or we posted yeah. on the yeah. internets about how you know our success story and somebody commented i can't remember who it was but they said i could have i could have fixed that for you in like three seconds right presumably using the starter fluid method uh, which so, is dave so when you're putting a tire on a, so not a bicycle tire when you're putting a car tire on or in this case a lawnmower tire it's oftentimes very difficult to get uh, a seal around both sides of the wheel right to get that bead the tire bead to, to seal around the wheel so we had a lot of trouble getting it, uh, getting it seated onto the wheel. It only the first took time. the three of us. It literally took. Well, I was involved for five hours because after four hours, I was like, "All right, I'm calling in the troops." Came over to Tim's house, used his compressor. Three guys finally got it done. So I got another tire. It came in, I guess, last weekend, and I was like, "I'm not spending half of my Saturday again dealing with this." So I got some starting fluid, and so basically, the idea is you get the tire on the wheel, but then the hard part begins. You don't have it seated on there, so basically, you spray some starting fluid in there, spray a little trail outside on the sidewall of the tire, and light it off. You light it off, baby, and that's what I did. It only took three tries, right? Nice. My, and I guess what it's doing is it's creating like this backdraft of sucking in oxygen that sounds is that what it is super not technical i was actually thinking about like what are the what's the physics behind it i hadn't worked through it in my head it's just but. a rapid expansion of gases inside the okay tire. that's doctor, a better that's a better explanation jerk uh I did go to college for nine years right <laughs> right so Anyway, I did it. And man, look, I'm not going to condone this method because it's obvious there's a little bit of inherent risk, right? Well, after but you, the, well, the other risk is spending four hours of your Saturday. Yeah, so it worked, man. I lit it off and boom. I mean, literally in a fraction of a second, that tire <laughs> nice. was seated on there, got some air in there really quickly, and I was good to go. Yeah. And Dave, you wouldn't know this because you're not on our Facebook group like hardly ever. I'm on there from time to time. Uh -huh. But somebody posted... Somebody doing that method with a massive, what was it? Just like an earth mover? Oh, I didn't like, see that. Oh, you didn't see that? No. Yeah. I don't know oh, what they Josh used. Josh isn't on there either. Yeah, you should have seen this, Josh. I'm it's surprised that you didn't see it. But the whole tire just blew up and blew off the thing. Oh, and hit the guy? No, oh. actually, it, I mean, it very well could I've have. I've seen, but yeah, there's a lot of YouTube of guys getting taken out by tires. Doing oh, yeah, that. I'm glad I didn't <laughs> see I, I used a very, like the smallest amount of starter fluid. Yeah, these were all guys. It was a crowd gathered around in a garage. Right. So that's how all the videos go. This weekend, I took, that's a lie. It was during the week. Uh, I took 
my truck out for what I consider its maiden voyage, like since I've owned it. Your 1972 Ford F-100 that you just bought. It's not really the maiden voyage, though, because you took it out and ran out of gas. Yeah, well, I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened on that trip because the gas tank appeared to be almost full. But that was the day I got it. But since then, it's been sitting and I've been tinkering. I finally got it to a point where I could crank it. You know, I rebuilt the carb. Replace the ignition coil, spark plugs, wires, did an oil change, flush the coolant. There's a couple other things I've done, can't remember, but I can choke it, start it, cranks up on the first try, idles. When it warms up, I push the choke in, it'll sit and idle all day. It's good that and, you did all this while you're still excited because yes. at, when the newness wears off, you're just going to be like, Ugh. Yeah, and, well, I've you, come to points where I'm like, okay, is this worth <laughs> it? But, and I even like put the vacuum gauge on. And dialed in the, the screws on the carburetor to get max stable vacuum on that thing. And I mean, it really it just started purring like a kitten and I could get it to idle low. Nice. Like way lower than it was before. So all feeling good. Took it out for a drive. Awesome. I even picked up Tim. Tim yeah. got to drive it. I mean, Dude, it was there's nice. almost no clutch. Like you can almost shift without the clutch. You have to stand on the brakes to get it to, to stop. So there's a lot of other things going on. But... The engine was running great, and I took my youngest, no, my middle son out for a drive, and it was just all good, all good. I get home, and later in the day, I go to take my older son for a ride. No cranky. Mm. Like, Uh. did not want to anything, and I did notice that on, and I was telling Tim this, if I get up at like 50, 55, which is pretty fast for that old truck that's been on a farm for a few years, it, it starts cutting out like the engine and I'm sorry, it's a fuel delivery issue. Obviously it just, just feels like it's quitting. So I did the foray onto the forums that I frequent and I've just been an observer, but this time I was like, I have a very pointed question that I'm going to ask some older gentlemen who probably know a lot more than I do. So I give them the whole rundown of what's going on. They're all like fuel pump, fuel pump, fuel pump. A couple guys are like, could be the fuel Filter, like junk could be getting in there, but I'm like, it's a brand new tank. The lines appear good. So they're like, well, you'll know, you know, take off the filter, blow through it in the direction of the fuel. If you can blow through it, fine. It's not the filter. I did that today. Confirmed that was not the issue. So I've got a fuel pump problem because mm-hmm. I even today I pulled off the hose that goes directly from the tank to the fuel pump and that thing is just gushing gas. So I plugged it back in. So I know fuel is freely flowing from the tank. So Hmm. New pumps on the way. I hope that's it. Because, man, okay. I was like on cloud nine. And on you, Friday. to let our listeners know, on a 72, I mean, well, prior to when did they start putting electronic fuel pumps in vehicles? Probably I don't like know. 73. <laughs> no. Well, my Bronco, the 75, has it. Josh's motor's older 302. It's a mechanical fuel pump. Yeah, it's not electronic. Well, it's amazing. Just side note about these forums is I gave him the rundown on my truck. It's a 72 four-wheel drive. One guy comments. He's like, hey, congratulations. That's a really rare truck. There were only 18,000 made of four, four-wheel drive long beds uh, in 72 oh. with the manual I, mean, I think they were all manuals, but he said, um, but you have a, th- you said you have a 302. I thought those only came with a 360 or a 390. And you're like, like, you are correct. The VIN states that it came with a 360, but now it has a 302. So, and I said, it used to also come from the factory blue and now it's green, but that's old trucks for How you. about that? All right. all right. I have absolutely nothing valuable to add other than, have you guys tried the chocolate peanut butter pie Oreos? 
I have sounds not. Sounds awful. Well, see, I'm almost. You know these things are good. Yeah, I'm. I stick Once with again, a tried and true. I'll go. Du- I'll go double stuffed, but. That's you about need as to far as get I, you. Get once you again, some you t- mentioned food and then you don't bring it in. Yeah, I know. Well, we <laughs> they got decimated here at the at the house, so I no, haven't tried them. That's I'm not into the novelty flavors. Neither am I usually yeah. because it's it's usually hit or miss. I'll go man. for this like the spring ones when they do the blue. I'll be like, okay, I'm gonna. I'll go. Like, yeah, but that's, toothpaste flavored Oreos. No, that's no. just a food coloring. I know. Thing. I just go for the color. Um, <laughs> My question, is this like Nabisco's foray into trying to do tagalongs? Is, is that what they taste like or are they I, totally different than no, that? No, the, the cookie portion of it is more like a graham cracker mm. type taste. Interesting. And then, it, and then the cream it, is like half chocolate, half peanut butter. Yeah, it would, Dude, it was good. Anyways, that's all I got. I'm up for it. Bring them in. I'll eat. Okay. Yeah. All right, let's get into some of these questions. So if you're a longtime listener, you would have remembered that we've done this before. I don't think we had quite as many actual recordings of the questions. And we were so, just a baby podcast back yeah, then. Yeah, so we got you know a decent amount of questions. So I think let's just try to move through these because I think we, we could probably spend a long time yeah. answering all of these. So I want to make sure that we try to get through all the questions that were submitted this time. All right, so here's Robbie from United by Trucks. Hey, this is Robbie with United by Trucks. And I got to know, new Wagoneer or new Bronco? All right, Robbie, clearly you already know the answer to this question. Uh, you, you may have uh, seen that we did a, a, a Bronco exclusive episode of the new Bronco. Uh, but my vote's going to be Bronco. I haven't. I guess there was renderings of the new Wagoneer. No, no, you can you can see the concept. I mean, you can see the photo. They have photos of it. Okay, I think I saw one. Is what yeah. I'm saying. I now look, wasn't they, sure if that was official. They look good. I, the thoughts that kind of went through my head when I got his question was, there's really not a comparison between the two because the Wagoneers. It's just like this nice. Nice SUV. I always you know? saw the Wagoneers kind of like a sissy truck. I don't know. It, it never did anything for me. I like. I see the. I see the appeal. Um, and I ca- I can get it. It was but in Breaking Bad, especially man. well, yeah, esp- yeah. But his wife drove it. <laughs> right. Especially at the time, I was like, yeah, that's not a real truck. So I never did anything for me. I got no. I I love the Wagoneers, and and the new one does. It looks really nice. I haven't just, seen it. So is it is it a concept at this point, or is it is it like a production? I, it looked to me like I mean you can't you can't purchase it yet, right. but it looked to me like they were going to release it in twenty twenty one. Okay, so it yeah, like to me. I actually yeah. hadn't heard about it, but it make I mean it makes total sense. They've got you know? photos. Um, yeah, it looked really nice, but yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't think it's a fair comparison, really. Josh, but. you're you're a Wagoneer fan, aren't you? I, I like the original Wagoneers. Um, I, I'm not as into them anymore, but yeah, they, they've always had a place in my list. All right, let's keep let's keep moving on. But here. officially, we're all, all all three of us are would go Bronco. Oh, for sure. Yeah. All right, next up here's Brian. All right, guys, this is a very serious question. Do you think that Chick Fil A should buy out KFC for the big chicken here in Marietta? And if so, should we start a petition? Okay, so for listeners that don't know and you're wondering what in the heck he's talking about, the big chicken, well, now it is it is internationally known. Uh, but the landmark. There's going to be tons of people that don't know. If, you, if you're if not you're, around from around if here, if you're not from it. around here, then you're like, what the heck is the big chicken? So the big chicken is a building that looks like a big chicken and it has a big beak that moves 
And don't the eyes—it's like a five-story tall wooden chicken, right? Yeah. Growing out of the KFC, and it's deal. and it's a Kentucky Fried Chicken. Now, originally, it was not a Kentucky Fried Chicken; it was something else. But KFC bought it, and now it's kind of like one of their things, and it it, it is widely known. And if you're from Marietta, then you often will give the Big Chicken as a landmark to describe direction. So. Two miles north of the Big Chicken, what have you. Yeah, So it, that's what Brian's talking about. It's a great question, I think. But I'm going to say no, because I feel like uh, if Chick-fil-A were to buy it, they're so, you know, brand oriented. I feel like they just tear it down. Like they they ha- they take the corner spot there in 41. Probably. But then they'd rip the, chick- the, the Big Chicken down. And then they put up down. a big cow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to say cow. no. I'm, I think that Chick-fil-A or excuse me, KFC should, you know, keep going strong. Keep operating out of the big chicken. They can exist separately. I think KFC would keep that. Even if that thing was running at a severe loss, they'd still keep that store. Well, it was in disrepair like 15 years ago. Oh, yeah. Finally, like a big refurbishment because it was going. I've never been to the big. I've never eaten at the big chicken. I think I've only done it once. Never been there. Oh, yeah. It was right after they refreshed it a few years ago. Yeah, the kids like going. They've got like some other different stuff inside. It's like actually really well done now. It's a nice place. Yeah, so if you're in Marietta, you got to roll through the chicken. You got to go to the chicken. All right, next up, we've got Jeff. Here's Jeff's question. Hey, Tim, can you ask Dave how he got the nickname Baby Gloves? (laughs) (laughs) Dave, how'd you get the name Baby Gloves? Oh, I don't even know how anybody knows about that. Maybe I've talked about it before, but all right. So Baby Gloves came about, we were building a patio at my brother-in-law's house and it was on an on-grade patio. So not elevated or anything. We were just like making the backyard nicer, right? And we were using these hand tampers to level out the grade, right? So we're out there. I mean, this is straight up manual labor. I was getting beat like a rented mule and I'm just pounding the earth with this hand tamper. And I didn't, because I was an idiot, I forgot my gloves. I didn't have any gloves. And so I'm just like going to town on the earth, beating it into submission. And I was like, hey, does anybody have any gloves? My hands are killing me. And uh, my my uh, brother-in-law's friend was like, oh, baby gloves. <laughs> and from that, baby gloves was born. So my brother-in-law, that's all he calls me is baby gloves. Does he buy you like a fresh pair of gloves? I think I did get like for Christmas. Chris, for Christmas, I think I did get it like that Christmas. I got a pair of gloves that obviously represented baby gloves. <laughs> nice. So, okay. There so you go. now we know why Dave's called. Now you know. Baby gloves. Okay. Next up, we have Matt. What's up, you can man crew? Say, listen, I have a question for you three. You've had a lot of impact with your podcast thus far through the website and, and through your listeners. But my question for y'all is, what's your long-term vision with the podcast? What's your five-year plan? If you could dream for me, where would y'all be? Where would this be in five years? Let me know. Thanks. Going to take over this old house, obviously. <laughs> right. All right, Matt, that is a great question. I feel like I've answered this question a little bit on when we were on the Time to Pivot podcast. We were guests on Phil's show. And I talked a little bit about it then. I would obviously love the podcast to grow, you know, have steady growth as we're seeing now. But I would love for it to have exponential growth and have just a massive audience and see our Facebook group just explode. And and that is steadily growing. So hopefully we'll, you know, hit the thousand member mark here soon, which doesn't sound like a whole lot, but we have a lot of activity. So I feel like the people that are on it, a lot of people are weighing in on stuff. And so I really like to see that. 
I do have a very lofty dream vision idea. I think that You Can Man could be much bigger than a podcast, much bigger than the Facebook group or the website. I envision potentially maybe some sort of TV show. So think Chimp and Joanna Gaines meets This Old House meets all the experts on YouTube. So we're still sitting around this table, still kind of novices when it comes to a lot of different things. And so I could envision maybe we flip a house during an entire season of the show. So it wouldn't be flipping a house on just one episode like so many other shows do. It would be like this old house where we have like one house and we do all these different projects per episode. So we're able to break it down and we would bring in experts to be able to show us this is the proper way to do it. Because, you know, we're not going to know how to do a lot of things. We do know we know a lot of different stuff, but we don't know. We certainly don't know everything, especially not about crazy plumbing stuff and crazy electrical stuff. So we would bring in experts to cover that. What do you guys, what do you guys think about that? I, I, I floated the idea with Dave and Josh and they're like, yeah, that'd be cool. It would be cool. <laughs> uh, we're waiting for TLC to get back to us on that. Right. Not TL, I don't want to be on TLC. No. But, uh, so I've thought about that a little bit. Um, but also I've thought about like, you know, stepping into the YouTube world a little bit and getting into that, doing a little bit more videos and, you know, things like that. So yeah, we do have some bigger dreams than just a podcast. I want some, you can brand, you can man branded hammers and wrenches. We're not there yet. Yeah, are we're kind of a, a capacity a, l- a little bit. No, the, we got tons of capacity. Come uh, on, man. With the podcast here. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, it would be great to get into more YouTube. I do have a YouTube channel. Uh, we do have a You Can Man YouTube channel. There are, is uh, three videos there currently. Yeah, we're just not putting a ton of one time of them, into that right now. You know, one of them has like 19,000 views, guys. There you go. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> we're kind of moving up, you know. What about you, Josh? You got any thoughts on this? Yeah, I mean, I like short. I'm more of a short term vision. I'm not a visionary. I like to grab like the next idea and execute on it. So I, I'd just like us to move out of the strictly like DIY space. I, I like it when we have guests that have different expertises. Yeah, I should have said that too. Just kind of foray into broader topics uh, besides like DIY hands-on stuff. Yeah, so if you are just joining us as a new listener, go back and listen to some of the ones that we've done on entrepreneurial stuff. Like we did a little two-parter on a Chick-fil-A owner-operator. We've done um, lawn care business. Lawn care business. Uh, so a lot of different things that we're kind of getting into you know, we did the the podcast on from Ed Bolian with Vin Wiki. So I was a an app startup company. So we'd love to get into more of that kind of stuff besides just DIY stuff. So all right, our next question is from Jim. Hey guys, this is Jim. Uh, I want to build a pavilion in my backyard. Is this something that you would do yourself? Would you buy like a kit from a big box store, or would you pay somebody else to do it? Thank you. Bye. All right, Jim. Ah. I, I would say that's a totally, you can totally do that yourself. There's so many plans and everything out there. I've built a pergola before. It took me way too long. I want to say Yours it, was fancy, though. It was. And I want to do a YouTube video on that, actually, just to give it, I mean, not of the build, but just a walk around. Okay. And it's actually, how old is that now? So I, I did two it for- Two or three years. Yeah, I built it for our pastor, actually, on their back patio. Humble brag. And uh, it's, uh, I don't know, it's pretty cool. It's nice. Yeah. It's a nice pavilion. If you if you don't look Burgula. too close, then it's, it's eh, nice. It's all projects. Yeah. Yeah, but, look, you can build them from scratch. Like Tim said, tons of plans out there. Wood is cheap. It's, it's basic parts. It's bolts and screws 
and wood. And that's basically it. And, you know, the kits, there's no shame in that. Grab a kit from Costco. They're expensive, though. I look at some of those kits, and I'm like, man, that looks nice. They're but like 1500 bucks. No, not, not the ones I'm looking really? at. Some of those really nice ones from Costco, is okay. that what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah they're pretty pricey. Oh, okay. So I always, I always want to do it because I have these grand plans in my head. I mean, I used to work in the wood construction industry uh, at my previous company, and so I did a lot of engineering in that on that side of the construction game. So I have a lot of stuff in my head that I would implement, but... At the end of the day, I'd probably just hire somebody to do it because I don't want to deal with it, right? Come on. It's all I about know. time. It's all about I, time. I want to do it with a shed. Like, I'm like, man, I could build I a know. killer shed. But, yeah, it's the time thing. Um, that's, a, that's a really big part of it. So I'd probably end up either buying one or paying somebody Because, I mean, seriously, it. like the sheds we talk about, like, they're kind of one-car garages garage-ish size because why why build something with all that time that's only going to be a tiny shed like go ahead and beef it out right a pro is going to be in and out of there a team of guys is going to be in and out of there in like 10 days yeah, or something easy. and you're going to be in you're going to be in that for four months oh easily like, hands down I don't think probably so. three years so my shed is leaking right <laughs> uh, i don't think i've mentioned that i just found that out like a week ago i went in pulled my lawnmower out totally wet and i was like oh the roof's leaking so i might be building a pergola uh to, to put my a to lean put my, to. yeah i will say there's a product that i discovered after i built the pergola that i did that would have made it way easier and it's called tojo grid i don't i'm probably mispronouncing it but it's these fittings that you can uh put together four by four so they have all these different angles mm. And it would have made it super easy to do that. So maybe I'll put a link to that in our show notes. Please do. Don't pay someone for a pergola. You can do it. Okay, guys, next question. And this is a very, very special question. It's a multi-part question. It's multiple different questions. But what makes it so special is this is going to be the very first female voice on the UK Man podcast, hey. if I'm not mistaken. You're probably correct. Yeah, I, I think I can't that's think of right. Any. I don't think we've had a single female. Some, sometimes I like to f I feel pretty, okay? And so uh -huh. maybe you could count that, but... It is 2020. Okay, so this is a, a friend of mine, Molly. She's an interior designer. She's great. Um, and actually, I think we're going to have her on the show. Cool. I, I haven't talked to you guys about this, I don't think yet, but she's got a lot of great skill when it comes to interior design. I love her stuff, and I think she would be a really great guest to have on to talk about interior design. So we'll probably have her on maybe in the next couple of months, but here is Molly's questions. Hey guys, this is Molly. I have a couple questions. Um, one, when you are in the middle of a project and you realize um, that you are in over your head, what do you do? Uh, for me, it's typically watching a bunch of YouTube videos or spending a lot of time on the internet. Um, but I wanted to see how y'all navigate those kind of situations. All right, I'm going to stop it there and we can answer that and we'll go on to the next one. So I would say I, I pretty much do the same thing that you do, Molly. I'm I'm basically pulling up YouTube, and if I get to a point where I don't know what in the heck I'm doing, that's exactly what I do. I pull up YouTube, go onto some forums if I have to, uh, you know, or call a friend. 
you know, well, Dave worked on his tire for like four hours and then he called up me and then, uh, then we had to, then we had to get Josh over and then we finally figured it out. Uh, but what about you guys? For me, multiple times this weekend, I'm, I'm working on my bathroom. I actually had to do some plumbing, not my wheelhouse. So major frustration set in and it wasn't it, it, for me. It's not necessarily I'm in over my head. It's that I've run out of patience for myself. So I just have to step away and just get whether it's YouTube, you know, can be an escape. But I literally just had to walk away and calm down and cool off and, and just walk back through. OK, what am I? Yeah, trying to I've do done here? that. Yeah. That's yeah, I, I have to do that a lot, too. I get I get really frustrated really easily. I probably think that I'm in over my head too soon. Like I just kind of like, oh, just get so frustrated and say I can't do this. And oftentimes I've called in the pros, called in the troops and, you know, to, to finish the check. job. Yeah. But yeah, I, that's that's a huge coping me- mechanism is just stepping away, taking 30 minutes just to get away from it uh, to kind of cool down. So, yeah, it's it's kind of. I guess it depends on the project, but yeah, just giving yourself a little bit of time when you feel like you're in, in over your head. But I'll tell you what, I start with YouTube. I don't feel like I, uh, you know, I have to go to go to YouTube after the fact because I, I do a lot of, you know, watching up front, maybe because I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing here from the get go. But yeah. Yeah. I think the older I get, the more I understand how much I don't know. Yeah. Or I'm recognizing like, okay, I, 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 I'm maybe mature enough now to know, know what I don't know. And so, yes, I, I do a lot more research on the front end. Whereas maybe years ago, I would have just jumped into it and be like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll figure this out. Right. But now I do much more research on the front end. So I would agree with that as well. Okay. Her next question. What are some good beginner projects. Um, My husband and I are still kind of new on trying to do things ourselves in the DIY world. Um, So, you know, we take on some easier projects here and there. um, But at some point, you know, we have a kitchen and we have multiple bathrooms we need to renovate. um, And we don't know if we're quite there yet to take those on ourselves. Okay, so good beginner projects. Uh, the first thing that I don't know why came to my mind is trim in your house. Like if you moved into an older house and it's got just basic trim, it's funny because I kind of put back just basic trim in my house, but I'm thinking through it's not that difficult, you know, baseboard, shoe molding, and it kind of gives you those skills of having to use the the compound miter saw. So that would be a, you know, a significant little tool purchase that would kind of get you into using that tool and learning how to make those cuts and that sort of thing. So that, that'd probably be a good, good little starter. Yeah. I like that. That's a good one. Um, I like the engineered flooring, maybe one small step above trim, but still in the totally doable, you know, raw hardwoods from scratch, probably don't want to get into that, but like the engineer floor that's pre-finished, lock it together, all that. Oh yeah. And especially if you're getting into like, even like a floating floor, you can totally tackle that one. Yep. And uh, yeah, Molly also mentioned that they're looking at uh, renovating a bathroom and you guys might disagree with this, but I would say replacing a toilet. Now there are a few things that you need to get right and you need to do a little bit of research, but that, in my opinion, that was one of the first things I did in a bathroom was just take out the old toilet, put a new one in, and it feels like a huge win, right? Like you, when if you don't know what you're doing or you've never done it, you it seems like that's a really, really difficult thing to do. And there, like I said, there are some things you do need to get right, so you need to do a little bit of research. But that's definitely something that you can do on your own. Um, I would say a beginner who has a, a pretty good you know, skill set can do it. 
And so, yeah, I'd say replace the toilet. Oh, that's a good, that's a great one. Yep. Perfect. Okay. So you got one last question here. All right. My last question, what um, are some of your favorite podcasts other than You Can Man, obviously? All right. I feel like Dave and Josh are more of podcast listeners than I am. I have been listening to This Old House. Uh, they have one called Clear Story. So I've been listening to that a little bit. But honestly, I, I do listen to podcasts, but it's mostly sermons from this pastor in New York, Tim Keller. I listen to tons of his sermons. So that that's really what I'm listening to a lot. I've also been listening to uh, Bring Back Bronco. It's before Ford put that out about the Bronco. Uh, but th- those are the only ones that come to mind like right right now. Okay, so yeah, I'm pretty uh, pretty much into podcasts. A lot of them exercising. I'm always always listening to a podcast. Usually the Jocko podcast. Also Joe Rogan. If he's got a guest that I you know take a little interest in, I'll make sure I listen to that one. Uh, so I'm not an every episode guy on Joe Rogan, but those are those are my big two for sure. Yeah, I'm kind of the same way. I, I listen to a little. So I, I like. It's really when I find a guest that I like on somebody's podcast, that's when I'm really interested. So I'll listen to Joe Rogan mostly when um, he has somebody on that I'm, that I'm interested in. I'll listen to Jocko. I'll also, I also like those crime documentary or not documentaries, but podcasts, the ones that investigate, you know, these crazy crimes. I listen to some of those. But obviously, number one is You Can Man, 100%. Yeah, you've probably listened to now, I listen to every episode <laughs> right. at least twice. <laughs> yeah, so for our listeners that don't know, Dave pretty much never listens to our own podcast. Hey, I, I there's a lot of pros that don't listen they don't, to don't Look, me, like Joe Rogan and I, we're like, listen, we don't we don't listen to our own podcast. I don't like to hear myself talk. A lot of people are like that. I don't like to do it. Um, I laugh at my own jokes and I feel stupid. Okay, <laughs> so I just don't do it. Yeah, I'm, now that I already answered, I am thinking of other ones, but it's more for my kids when we're driving in the car. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I don't know if your kids listen to the story pirates. Yes. Thank you. I think your kids have passed that on. To my yeah. Kids. So, oh man, they're all about the story pirates. We started listening to this new one called the music box and wow in the world. I don't know. There's lots that my kids listen to. Okay. Molly, thank you so much for those questions. Uh, I hope you feel extremely honored. That uh, you were the first so female guest. Breaking I mean, down barriers. She's a trailblazer. That's that's, uh, that's a pretty big accomplishment for sure. I feel like we need to give you like a plaque or we something. We have to change our name now, obviously. <laughs> right. Okay. Next is, I think this is the last recorded one we got. And then we got a couple little uh, ones that got texted to us. So here is Josh from California. Hey guys, it's Josh from California. My question has to do with exercise related injuries. It's been interesting to hear about some of your uh, recent uh, forays into getting healthy and working out, running, et cetera. I've been doing some of that myself with uh, mountain bike riding and I've had a couple of pretty nasty scrapes and scabs that have lasted a really long time. Since I'm about the same age as most of you guys, I was wondering how your bodies are holding up and if you have any good stories about any injuries that you've had and uh, what the recovery time has felt like now that you're in your uh, late thirties. I hope you guys are doing well and look forward to hearing your answer. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Josh. We're not holding up well. Okay. Or at least (laughs) I'm not. Okay. I feel like, man, I just get broken down a lot now. So at the beginning of this year, or really kind of the end of last year, I was like, I'm terrible at pull-ups. I want to get really good at pull-ups. Right. So I was on the baby gloves pull-up program, hardcore, for probably the first half of the year, pull-ups, it's easier. To, it's pretty easy to injure your elbow 
like kind of an overuse injury. The inside of your elbow, it's also called golfer's elbow. Golfers have the same problem. But man, I tore up my right elbow. Like one day I went super hard on the pull-ups and just, I'd say for probably a solid two months now, I've just been, it's been hurting me. So definitely dealing with that. I think it's just really knowing when you're injured and knowing that you just need to shut it down. The old school things like, you know, um, resting it, putting some ice on it and just giving it time to heal. Uh, it was interesting to hear Josh has gotten into mountain biking. I used to ride a lot. And Josh, I got to tell you, if you're going down and you're crashing, it's really just getting good at addressing those wounds. I say addressing, but really dressing the wounds and um, letting those things heal up. Uh, you learn how to care for yourself when you get some nasty road rash or trail rash. Okay. I would say for me, I since I started on the the fitness kick a little over a year ago, I've I've fallen three times while running. Those have been my like major fall while running. Like yes. you're like a senior citizen Dude, breaking your hip. Have you guys fallen when you're an adult? No, nah. it's not fun. Yeah, you don't you don't you don't bounce back as well. No, you? man. The, okay, I think the first time that I fell, it was on concrete on a sidewalk, oh. and I fell, hit my knee, and I rolled into a trash can. <laughs> And it was kind of like morning rush hour. I mean, we're in the burbs, so but there was like lots of cars plenty going of, by. So plenty of plenty, audience. Plenty of people got a good little laugh on their way to work seeing me do this. I, I mean, I literally rolled into a trash can <laughs> and just like, boom, <laughs> hit that trash can. And then the next time was at Kennesaw Mountain. I was doing some trail running, fell. That time I really messed up my wrist and that hurt for months. Like I couldn't lift right and all this kind of stuff. And then just recently on this past Friday, I fell again. And it happened like right after I was just thinking, oh, yeah, I'm good. Like I'm, I'm good because I had just barely Boom. tripped on something. And I was like, oh, no, I'm, I'm good. Literally right after that, I fell. There's nothing worse than when you you know you're about to go down. You're just like, how bad yeah. is this going to yeah, hurt? Yeah. And, you know, all of these processes, just nanoseconds, right? You're just thinking it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt. It's going to hurt. And, you know, it, obviously you're, you're falling down like half a second, but I fell and I was like, man, I'm just going to limp back. But I was like, you know what? Nope. I'm going to keep going. And I, I'm good now. I think it was good. I, my knee hurt for like a day or so, but all right, Josh, what about you? Yeah. I've, my whole progress has been super slow over the past couple of years. And I've always been real cognizant of not going, not trying to do incrementally too much, like week over week. So I, I start, and that's strictly because of my age. Like, I just know that if I try to step it up way up in one week, I'm going to injure myself. So I've been pretty good about that. I take krill oil. I, I know. Hippie. It's, it's like you got, you got me on that. Actually, I've, I've been doing the same. I, I've ne like my joints. Like I, when I, I probably started about a year ago, but the first year when I was running with none of that stuff, like getting out of bed was just like, Oh, like I felt like I got hit by a truck the night before and every morning. And then I started the krill oil and it, none of the, you know, a lot of that achiness went away. So take it slow. That's the number one rule. Um, I don't really have any good stories. I did crack like the arch of my foot coming down Kennesaw Mountain. I stepped on a like vertical rock, just this very skinny piece of rock. Felt something pop in my foot, just kept running because um, I knew it was hurt, uh, but I didn't want to stop. And I was like halfway in the middle of nowhere. So I just kept running and it hurt for like a week or so. But by that time, I think I'd put enough miles on my body that it, it, it recovered pretty quickly. But gotcha. take your time. Okay. So next question comes from Larry. 
Uh, he said a previous guest said he owned 700 cars or something. How many have you guys owned and uh, and why was your favorite? What? Come on, Larry. You just step up the question. So he's asking how many cars do we own and what was All our right. favorite one? So Judd Cahoon uh, with the dump trailers, I think he owned about a 300 is what he told us. But I've owned, oh my gosh, not that many. Um, I tend to keep cars for a super long time. I've owned a Ford Explorer, a Ford Probe, a Toyota Camry, and I'm on my second Lexus ES. So that's only five cars in 20 years. Okay, so I I think I've owned seven cars, which is less than 300, I think. But uh, probably my correct. Yeah. So seven cars. I think my favorite one, this is pretty random, was it was a 1998 Nissan Maxima that I drove for a year. Is my favorite. I didn't have to do anything to that car, and it saved my life in a pretty bad accident. So thank you, Nissan Maxima. Okay, I was trying to add it up. I think I'm at like six vehicles. Wow, we're we're all tight there. I mean, my favorite's got to be the Bronco. Got it. You know, my seventy five Bronco too, obviously, and and the Bronco too. Though I still. I still look at listings for those Bronco 2s. I would own one. I love those things. I loved, so Bronco 2 was my first car. 1990 Ford Bronco 2. I loved it. I'm at six. I forgot I had a two-door Chevy Tahoe for a minute. Oh, yeah, you did. With remote start. Yeah, yeah you add. did. That that thing was nice. I yeah. wish uh, one of our guests was still here, Matt. Who, Matt LaMarche was on one of our early podcasts. Because last I checked, he had owned 21 cars. And this was 10 years ago. Like, I think... <laughs> Wait a minute. Or was that speeding tickets? Uh, no, I believe it was cars. Matt, we need to know, was it 21 cars or 21 speeding tickets? Matt just got himself a new toy, too. Yeah, he did. All right. Okay, next set of questions. Now, I want to say this is from another lady, and it just happens to be Dave's wife. That's right. <laughs> Maggie, you could have been the first female voice heard on the You Can Man show, but you're not. Sorry. Sorry, honey. Okay, here we go. She Her first question is, what TV shows are you currently watching? Hmm. I'm watching Cobra Kai. Are you? It's so, yeah. so cheesy. It's, oh on, my gosh. it's on Netflix now. But I just keep watching it. My wife and I have been watching it. Yeah, it's on Netflix. I had watched, I think you, it was a YouTube uh, original. Yep. Uh, originally. And I had watched a couple of the free ones that they had, but I, I didn't have the paid for YouTube things. So it was on YouTube watch- Red. Yeah. Originally. So I didn't have that. So I stopped watching it. But now that they have it on Netflix, we have that. I've been watching it. So I, it's just a nostalgic kind of thing. And I think that's why a lot of people like it so much, but it is extremely cheese. I've liked that's what it. what makes it good. What about you guys? All right. I've got one is um, community. We were, I mean, ten blast years, from the past. Ten years behind on that, like we usually are. Super funny. Yeah, it's a great uh, show. Joel McHale might be one of the funniest people on the planet. Mm. Uh, love that show. Chevy Chase is really good in it, and uh, we also have dabbled in a couple episodes of Unsolved Mysteries, the new series. I heard about that. I can't be doing that because of the theme song, man. I can't be one, doing it. Uh, the second one we watched. From Cumming, Georgia, where Dave used to live. Really? Yeah. Interesting. And these are like modern. Like these are like the two so far I've watched have been like 2003, 2004. So it's not like crazy. Like, well, when we were kids, I guess they were still kind of modern. But it was <laughs> right. like 1983. Um, but yeah, 2003, 2004, just people gone, just disappeared. It was like a 13-minute window that they disappeared in. But okay. Yeah, All right. those are the two. Dave, what about you? So I've been watching uh, Succession. It's a uh, listen. I'm rich and I have HBO, so you guys wouldn't know about it. But uh, yeah, great show on HBO. 
I, I don't I don't watch a ton of TV. I just don't have a whole lot of time in my life right now with work and kids and, you know, managing this empire of a podcast. But when I do get some downtime, my wife and I, we've been watching Succession. Great show. And I'm totally hooked. Okay, next question. Do you believe in ghosts? Why or why not? Is this still from Maggie? This is still from Maggie, yeah. Mm. I'm interested to hear Tim's take on this. Well, you know, I could get into a lot of stuff. Okay, my initial answer is no. Uh, I I have to get into issues of faith here. If I'm going to honest, if I'm going to give an honest answer, I would say that once you die, you die and you go to meet your maker. And I feel very strongly about that. I, I, I think that that's the case. And so it is appointed man once to die and then the judgment. So that would be my answer to that. However, I would say there are instances in the Bible, which I wholeheartedly believe, about visions of people that have definitely died that have been seen. So there is that. Um, uh, in special circumstances, maybe there could be a vision of that person, their spirit in some way, shape or form visiting here. So I don't know. Is not that a, out of the realm of possibilities. Not out of the realm of possibilities, <laughs> but probably not. I, I just think that, you know, when you die, you you go. So my take is similar, but I have a I have a belief that Certain people are definitely more either uh, conditioned or like built or have the mental capacity to have these visions, whereas other people are not able to see. You mean more people have uh, better imaginations? Yeah, or they're (laughs) they're predisposed to see or believe these things. And for me, I'm like a super, super analytical black and white, like whatever. And but I know people who I trust and respect who tell me, you know, they've seen X, Y and Z. And so I'm like, well, you know, hey, I also think the mind is super powerful. Like, I don't think we always know when we're dreaming and when we're not at certain points. And like our dreams can absolutely feel 100 percent real. And I think that's a possibility. Your brain can create something to make you think you definitely saw something when it actually wasn't actually there. I I think that, too. But I will add that I do think let's just call it the dark forces. Mm. um, I don't know. Could um, appear in forms that we would see as ghosts. I think that that. It's kind of getting into some crazy stuff, but I would say like that spirit realm, if you will, of the demonic could present itself in some sort of visual way that yeah. some people may think of as ghosts, but they're actually just demons. Yep. Dave, beat that. Wow. Okay. I'd like to be a contrarian here, but I can't. I once heard an older gentleman say, I've been alive for a long time and I've never seen one. <laughs> right. And so that's kind of how I feel. I, I'm not going to say I've been alive a long time, but I've never seen a ghost. I've certainly heard a lot of stories from, you know, people that I know that have seen them. I've never seen one. I'm not looking to see a ghost. Like I'm not interested, not interested in that. Uh, But no, I don't believe in them. Just haven't seen them. And it doesn't seem very plausible to me. I know that's boring, but that's the answer I give my kids. Whenever my kids ask me, they're like, 
do you believe in ghosts? I'm like, I've never seen one. No, Same I, with like I, aliens I, and UFOs. My like, kids, I've never seen one. So my kids will ask me and I say yes, and they're super scary. <laughs> so you better not get out of bed. Uh, okay, next question. If you had to choose a professional sport to get rid of, what would it be and why? Um, uh, baseball, uh, obviously, go. so I'm not tortured anymore by the Atlanta Braves. No, Josh, go. Okay. I've got the sport. Uh, it's bowling because it is not a sport. It's a skill. So well, sports can be skills if, as well. If I can erase one sport from the planet, we can still do it as a hobby. Don't call it a sport. That bothers me. Uh, the only variable, here's my here's my reasoning. Bowling has the least, basically the least amount of variables possible, maybe other than darts. Because <laughs> um, there's like, there's no defense. You're not playing against anybody. There's no variation the slickness of the lane may be the variation in bowling. But other than that, the it, the is, ball. it is muscle memory on the same track every time. There's no other factors except you swinging a ball. Yeah, but it's kind of, it, it feels a little bit like NASCAR in that regard to me because, like, you know, all the cars are supposed the to be set up the same. can break. You're never turning a different direction unless it's on a road course. Um, and so everybody's kind of like, you know. The machines can fail. No. And you've no, got I'm, other look, I'm totally with you on it. If, if you hadn't said bowling, I would have said it as well. I completely agree with that. But I, mine... Now that I can't say bowling, it just came to me, would might be um, fishing, right? So, you know, like, there are professional look, fishermen out there. And they're these sh- oh, she, they're what she's getting at, look, look. I know what she's getting at, but I'm just saying, look, this is, hey, she asked me the question. I'm on the podcast, and I'm going to say <laughs> professional fishing. We got to get rid of it. Like, I'm not watching a show about professional, fish, professional fishermen. She can't do it. Yeah. I, what was the point of the question? I don't know. I think a professional sport, what would you get rid of? Well, I think what she's getting at is, you know, if you had to choose between football, baseball. Okay. Well, the question well, did not say that. Okay. 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 But if we, if we are going to say the big four, obviously it's hockey. I don't really Get rid have, of hockey. <gasps> what? You get rid of, fo- of football before hockey? Basketball for me. Oh, cut. get out of here I'm right out. now. No basketball? Yeah. Dude, you've never watched a hockey right. game in your life. Be hockey. <laughs> All right, thank you. <laughs> I don't really have much to add to that, but I, I was just thinking, like the, the bowling, like I don't. Tim, you really? don't even you don't even watch sports. <laughs> yeah, okay? so your 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 opinion's one, invalid. My wife has been getting into uh, cornhole because she's actually really good at it. My my uh, mother in law gave me a set of cornhole things with a branded "You Can Man" thing on, so it's kind of nice. Cool. Yes, thank you, Kathy. And so my wife has been, we've been doing that. Josh and his wife will come over and we've been doing some cornhole. Oh, yeah. And my wife the got green ones didn't come over, but whatever. <laughs> You're welcome it's all anytime, Jay. And anyway, so I was like, you know what? I bet you anything there's professional cornhole. And there is. <laughs> there is. And it's the same kind of thing with with bowling. Yeah, it's no, just there's like this, a competitor and the bags can be in different places. That's true. On that's true. The, the table. Yeah, but it is a thing, so I don't know. Anyways, okay, last question here, guys. On a scale of one to ten, is this the same person asking? This is the same person. This is Maggie. Sorry, wow. I, should have said I guess that. she gets as many as she wants. I know, she's the wife of a host. That's right? Yeah, she got four questions here. Okay, on a scale of one to ten, where are you on the prepper scale? Ugh. I mean, I want to be at an eight or a nine. I'm probably at a point five. <laughs> <laughs> uh, me too. I mean, if I'm completely honest, because we've got three weeks of food. Oh, that's like what, all. That's all we've. Got. Yeah, but what you take out refrigeration though, and how much you got? Yeah, we got three weeks of food. Oh, we okay. bought dry goods before the pandemic started. 
I told my wife, things are getting, this is a weird, something weird is happening. I said, go to the store and get a bunch of food. Two days later, Donald Trump was on TV, like telling us all about the pandemic and then everything got wiped out. I smelled it coming. We've still got some food left. You didn't that. smell it coming. You had the COVID. No, no, no. I, oh. I know I had it coming. I mean, I already had it. Yeah, so I, know. I knew okay. it was coming. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I'm. Man, I, ooh, I, I'm probably like a one. I don't. I, I just my mind starts going to a lot of that. And I'm just like, I we would just be just screwed. Like I, I don't know. What about you, Dave? Well, so I don't show my hand to anybody. I'm just gonna say a zero. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm a zero. <laughs> right. No, uh-huh. not not a not a not a zero. Not a ten. We certainly need to be. You know, probably a little bit more prepared, but. Yeah, we'll go with a we'll go with a one. All right. If any of our you came in listeners are super into this, it's actually a show topic that we've talked about potentially doing. We're just I'm, at ones across. The yeah, board, I'm not so going to get know. super into this because I don't know my trust is elsewhere, and so I don't want to just spend a bunch of money and just have this mentality that oh gosh, we're all going to be you know it's going to be horrible. Walking Dead scenario. That's really what it's going to. That's what would happen. I mean, that was a great show because of Yeah, that. I would like to be prepared to just help, to help other people that are completely unprepared. So I would kind of like to do that, but I would love to do this as a show topic at some point. We so. should do it. All right, guys, that's going to wrap up this week's show. Thank you guys, all the people and gals that submitted questions for us this week. So hope you guys found this entertaining to hear what your You Can Man hosts think about different random things. And we will definitely be doing this again in the future. If you at any point in time want to submit a question, just use the voice memo function on your phone and email me that file so we have a nice clean audio file to Tim at youcanman.com. And, you know, you never know. Maybe we won't wait until another You Can Ask Us Anything. We'll just randomly play it during one of our regular shows. There's a couple questions that we could actually build a whole show around. This so is true. This is true. Keep the questions coming. Yeah, so thanks for giving us those ideas. All right, guys, if you haven't already done so, definitely check out our Facebook group page and leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. And we'll catch you guys next time. 